Welcome back to the Variable Project, episode 26, NFAA Roundup. Hey, and don't forget, we have two advanced Variable shooting seminars coming up. One October 8th through 10th at High Desert Archery, Reno, Nevada. And one November 19th through the 21st at First Flight Archery, home of the Winkers, Raleigh, North Carolina. Check that out, VariableProject.com. And let's see if live will let me go. Click the leave meeting, right? That's you. Yes. All right. Looks like Facebook left me go. I'm out of the Facebook jailhouse, everyone. <laughs> From the other night. Beautiful. So this is episode number 26 of the Barebow Project. And we are having the NFA roundup discussion. This is like, so we're supposed to have a couple others here. Hopefully they can show up. If not, no big deal. As John said, at least we have the good text in here a little bit ago. Yes, Claire, that means you. <laughs> She's like, Ooh, burn. <laughs> um, hopefully Rick can make it and Winker um, might be working right now. I know he's got a shop and he's busy. So we're going to, we're going to run through the mix. We're going to introduce, we got some new faces. We have some repeat offenders. Um, congratulations everyone on your top three finishes at the roundup. That was quite a week of archery. Holy crud. Like, everybody's like, yes, it was a lot. Um, it's a different style. I'm curious to hear how much you guys like, if you like that, one week go get it all done ordeal or would you rather like have separate tournaments i'm interested to know that um but as we roll through i want you guys to go through let's introduce yourselves and give us the some feedback on like where you shoot where you're from where you shoot you know give your club some pr here um and tell us where you ended up with the results of the roundup okay so on my i'm going to go off of my screen Right now, I'm going to go, Robbie, you are first because you are on my top left. So give us the details, my man. I'm Robbie Weissinger. I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. I shoot at an archery shop called Archery Field and Sports over in Altoona. And uh, I got third at Field Nationals. Steve knocked me out in the first round at the Classic. <laughs> Chrissy, you're next. Um, I'm Christy Lyons. I'm from Illinois. I am a coach and I shoot out of Bodak Archery in Mokina, Illinois. And um, I do love having everything at once at NFAA Roundup. So I'll just speak that. I couldn't do them all if they weren't all in one week. So I love that. And I got second at field, second at target, and um, I won second flight. Okay, cool. Somebody has a live feed on. Kill the kill the uh, audio on the live feed just so we don't get feedback. Okay, um, Steve, um, you're next. Steve, you're next. Josh, maybe Steve, Steve Frank. Josh, Steve Frank. Yeah, yeah, he so, could be. I'll double check. Uh, so, Steve, Oakley, Steve um, Oakley. Um, I'm out of Michigan. I Michigan. Flint. Uh, I shoot at the Flint shoot, Club, but I mainly club, shoot my backyard. 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 Um, and I, um, and I got three, got three second places. Second well, Matt, you're next. So have at it. Hi, I'm Matt Yaka from Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, the city of Fort Collins has an outdoor range. It's pretty much where I shoot 90% of the time. It's the Fort Collins Archery Association. Um, as far as the, uh, NFAA went, I did, um, third at the classic and second outdoor. Congratulations. Job Thank well you. Claire, 
my dear, you're next. Go ahead, Claire. <laughs> okay, I'm Claire Z. Um, I'm from Texas. I shoot for Floyd, and I practice at Buffalo Field Ranch uh, in Houston. I got first in uh, NFA field and first in outdoor national. I didn't attend the uh, uh, Dakota Classic. Look at that guy. What's up? Is Rick on here? Nope, you booted him off. <laughs> he shows up, and that's the only thing he asks. This is Rick here. <laughs> man, I was just here for Rick. I had a question for him. Oh, man. Rick has not shown up yet. Hopefully, he does. Um, I, we invited him. He's got the link. Maybe he's having a hard time finding finding where to go, you know, this technic, technology stuff. Or maybe 8 o'clock is not 8 o'clock text, and he's getting confused. <laughs> That could be, it, or it's past his bedtime. I don't know. Good old Rick. But anyways, well, thank you. And Claire, yeah, we got it squared away. I'm not sure. Somebody, somebody, who, somebody has one in the back because as soon as somebody unmutes, we hear it. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Check your stuff. No worries. Um, so anyways, so those of you who, thank you, Chrissy, for answering the question. I think you might be the only one that actually did, but that's okay. So you guys are all in agreement though. It definitely helps being able to go and knock out like three tournaments at one time. So for the, for the tournament uh, organizers who happen to listen to this, um, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good deal. Uh, it definitely helps with travel and stuff like that. Claire, you were literally all over the country though, there for about a month with Joad Nationals and stuff. So Claire, you're not coaching, but you are mentoring your children as they compete. Sounds like they had an amazing last couple of months too. Your bow. Grayson, have you touched your bow? No, not in a long time. Not in a long time. Um, um, winter at least. Winter at least. Yeah, I shot the, the first leg yeah. of that indoor world whatever it was remember the indoor world series thing online yeah i remember that here comes basic jd3 he's coming back now let's see if it works yeah i forgot i, I forgot that was the last one you shot yeah that was it um maybe this winter i'll get back into it once the house is done and everything I'll have the range in the basement, so no excuses. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're gonna have a full 20 yard range. Yeah, it should have like 23 yards down there, so enough room for a target and a little behind the line. So yeah, we're uh, we're all put on notice right now. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get our butts whooped this upcoming indoor season. Yeah, because he doesn't have to travel anywhere. To I don't play. know about that. <laughs> um so we're gonna get into a few things we have some questions that we're gonna to talk to you guys all about okay but chrissy you're putting you on the spotlight first because you've had one heck of a transition into uh, yeah i know i know thanks frank a new <laughs> career a new um sort of what what's the word position within the archery industry a little bit with oh, yeah. coaching um so can you talk a little bit to how your experience went because this is probably your first major tournament specifically that you prepared for while being a full-time coach and working at a shop 
So, you know, well, first of all, like I was a mom, right? I'm still a mom. I still, still have a kid at home. I have a daughter that was in the military. I had to run down and she was deployed. She came back. I had to run down to Texas, try to help her find a place. Also, I'm, my coaching has exploded now that, you know, I, I was starting coaching, you know, back in the fall, but COVID shut everything down. So things hadn't really gotten rolling, but now like I'm just, every, it's just exploded. I'm, I'm coaching, you know, sometimes I'm at work 14 hours a day. So, you know, like this morning I was, I was there at eight o'clock doing a summer camp. A lot of times I'm, I'm late last night. I left at, at 10 PM. So trying to find time to practice while doing that and still being a mom and a wife. And I, my practice really, really took a hit. So I came into NFAA not prepared. And then, so I was planning to like, kind of get my claws and everything down the week before. And I pulled my rhomboid muscle. So I'm up at the chiropractor going, I'm supposed to leave in a week and I can't pull my bow. You know, I I always seem to have a medical problem right before a big term and I don't know what it is, but I I just couldn't shoot and I had to rest and I knew I had to rest because I had a week of shooting coming. So I just used NFAA as my endurance training so that I can start getting ready for, for USAR train nationals. But yeah, I came in, I was not prepared. It is what it is. So I just, you know, I tried to use it for practice and, and have fun. I had a great time shooting with Claire. I had a great time shooting with everybody that was there, but and then I made some rookie mistakes. You know, people forget I, I haven't been competing long and all those mistakes that a lot of people make along the way. Well, you know, I'm making them still, you know, shooting the wrong distances or shooting the wrong target. So I made some really, really costly mistakes. It really hurt. It was embarrassing. I had to go outside and cool off a little bit. I heard some people thought I left. No, I just walked outside for 30 seconds and screamed at the, the bow gods and walked back in all recomposed and have shootings because that's, that's what you got to do. So, you know what would have been funny is when you went outside for your little break if we moved the targets back to 60. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so I, I didn't realize the bales had gotten moved. I was having a problem with my brace height. And I grabbed Steve Oakley because I still can't, I can't do my 38-pound bow with my leg. I still can't unstring it sometimes. So I grabbed him really quick to fix my brace height. I didn't realize they had moved the targets. So then I went to shoot and I thought something was wrong with my bow and I had a whole end of misses. It was, oh my God. It was not, it was not one mm. of the funnest moments in my competitive career. I'll say that much. Yeah. You, you earned some competition callous though with, Oof. with that whole entire week and all those tournaments. So it's still a positive to it for sure. Oh yeah. 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 I still learned things. Like I yeah. learned some mistakes. I don't want to make again. <laughs> yeah. It does happen though. It definitely happens. No, no question. Well, that's good. And congratulations on like the coaching. I'm glad to hear that's picked up for you. That's awesome. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great young people coming into bearable right now. I'm super stoked about it. So, and, and I love what I'm doing. So I made a choice and and I've told Jeff, my coach as well, like I have to choose between competing and coaching right now. It's coaching. And, And I love competing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done competing, but I have to pick, I have to pick which one's going to come first. And it's going to be coaching because I want to pay it forward. There was a lot of you guys that were very supportive of me. So it's now my turn to, to you know, bring it forward. I feel like, you know, all, all the things that have happened to me in the past couple of years, you know, I, I want other people to experience that. And I love watching them shoot for the first time. So I'm just having a lot of fun with that. But I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still competing. It just might take me a little longer to get to the goals I want to reach. So, but I, I get the best of both worlds. So. You do. Welcome to the club. It's tough. I commend you for what you're doing. Kind of give up on 
some of your aspirations to help others. And there's nothing wrong with that. Where do you coach? And where can people, like if they want to get some coaching from you, where can they go to do that? Um, so you can reach out to outings at bodoc.com as an email or go to the Bodoc website. You'll find my name on there as well. Or you can just email the email you see there. It'll get to me. But um, I, I schedule a lot of this stuff. Um, you can sign up online for intro classes or beginners classes. If you want to do privates, I do that directly because I do compete. So I schedule around my schedule. So, but yeah, it's in Mokina, Illinois. And then also there's a lot of people that contact me, you know, looking for coaches. So I try to help them find coaches all over the country as well. So whatever it takes to get them shooting archery, that's all I care about. Right. Awesome. Claire, you're next. We have some questions for you though. And it does sort of apply to both of you though. Um, because you're both not exactly tall. Oh, there it is again. We've Just been say good. it short. <laughs> uh, can you comment on how you find your point on? Because you have a relatively short draw length. Chrissy, you do as well. Uh, Claire, I think you shoot a little bit of a higher poundage though, but can you talk to you, the difficulty of that, finding that point on, shooting field, shooting 50 meters, and what your setup looks like in order to get it? So uh, my draw weight is about 34, 35 pounds on my fingers. Um, so, and I'm shooting McKinney uh, 1050 spine arrows, and we cut them really, really short to get me point on. And it's very, uh, and they're very, very light arrows with 90 grain tips. So um, they don't work really, really well in the rain or the wind, but in, in the perfect weather, they they work perfectly. So I tried heavier arrows like nanos last year, and they didn't work for me. So you struggle with that heavy, heavier yeah, arrow? Yeah, I'm yeah I'm point on um, at 55 meter ish for now, but I still had hard time aiming at 70 yards and 80 yards. So for people who are going to want to shoot field, though, that maybe have similar setups to you guys, and Chrissy, if you could comment on this as well, where are you aiming? What are you doing to hit that 80, that 70 walk-up? Um, my, my 80 was shelf. It actually worked out really good this year. Yeah, that was shelf. And so there's some gapping that goes on. So I'm, I'm my point on right now, just this year, happened to be 60 yards. So, which was great. A little bit of gapping at 55. It's like I'm gapping to the top of the target. Um, 70 is kind of nearish. I'm floating there, but I, I kind of know just where to point. It's kind of like where my rest is kind of is on the target somewhere. It's not exact, but, um, okay. and then my 80s, my shelf, but I, I do the same thing as Claire. We're actually shooting about the same poundage. I'm about 34, 35 as well. Okay. My arrows are super, super short. You know, as short as I can get them to get that point on, and I have 100 grade points right now. I had to do a lot of playing with arrows. I'm finally playing with arrows. It's cost me a fortune, but I needed to take that bite. And I ended up, um, 800s were shooting okay, but I didn't like how they were bear shafting. Got some 900 VAPs, and I was much, much happier with them. I just, before, I got them right before NFA, so I didn't have a lot of time to, like, tune them and test them and all that. But, you know, I, I, I realized I was not, probably shooting the idea um stiffness you know or for what i was doing so because i was cutting them so short all right claire how about yourself 
There's the kids. Hi, kids. Uh, you're the whole crew. Yeah. Um, so. For getting distance above uh, 65 yards, and um, it sucks because when I aimed with my shelf, I couldn't see my arrow. I'm not sure if my arrow's in the midline or not. So I got a lot of distance for the field for the long distance. Yeah, it's got to be a common. That's got to be a common thing. What do you think, Demer? Is there any other way really to to bridge that gap for somebody with a short draw length? Uh, you just got to learn how to shoot gap and how to stack different things. Uh, for me, um, my point on was like 60 yards-ish, give or take. So, you know, 65, I'd have to be at the top of the paper. 70, I actually crawled down to like 50 and aimed with my shelf. Hmm. And then 80, I aimed with my shelf. So there's a lot of things you could do. Um, you could put the shelf on your on the uh, center of the target, see where your arrow is, and then bring that shelf up to that arrow tip. You know that that's something that uh, a lot of the uh, lighter weight shooters and shorter draw shooters have to do. Is that what you're? It works in like trad that? too. Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, yeah, I know trad people do it all the time. And I've heard people uh, use different anchors. Yeah. People drop into an Olympic recurved anchor and, and that works for them. So yeah, everybody I would never do that. Not unless you're shooting hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, maybe 90 meters. 90 meters, yeah. <laughs> um, inside joke. Anyway, so Steve, Matt, and Robbie, we'll start with Steve. What's your point on and for the field? Uh luckily enough, my point on is 80. Uh, I, sh I shoot, I shoot borders. I shoot reasonably medium, medium weight arrows. So they're about three, three forty grains, um, 30, 38 pounds with my target rig and, uh, 43 pounds with the, with the heavy rig. Um, and that, that gets me out to 80 fairly comfortably with a, with a low anchor. When I'm doing the shorter stuff, I got a higher anchor, but with a low anchor on, I've got the tab touching the touching the tooth and and I'm and I'm good to go. So you're using a higher poundage bow for field and you have a pretty significant crawl then when you get into the closer walk-ups and whatnot? Not really, no, because uh, when I go for the closer stuff, I've got a high, I've got a high anchor way up here. I my maximum crawl is about an inch. Okay, so um, your face. Yeah, so so I with my high anchor, I can get 40 yard point on. Um, and with my low anchor, then it's 80 yard point on, but say my maximum, my, my maximum crawl is about, is about an inch. So, okay. Um, but that's with the borders. I mean, the borders do, do spit the arrows out pretty quick. Um, I did, I did, unfortunately I did go to the competition with a completely brand new set of, well, two brand new sets of limbs. Um, because, uh, I had a, I had a failure of a limb, um, like three days before, but. But Sid at border came to came to my rescue, and he he expressly shipped out a, a set of forty three pounds to me, and uh, and I was uh, trying to tune him up on on day one. So nice, you, and you have a light arrow, um, John Demmer. You don't have what you have a light arrow too, or are you shooting a little bit heavier than that? Because you said your point is what, like sixty five? Yeah, yeah, sixty sixty five somewhere. Um, yeah, it's like three hundred fifteen grains. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, mine's mine's like 340, 350. So oh, yeah, okay. I I got like I shoot a, a nano, so it's it's not the lightest arrow out there, but it's fairly light. Shooting seven hundred is fine, so that that makes it pretty light. Yeah. What draw weight, John? Uh, forty two. Okay, so yeah, it's kicking it out there probably two oh eight, two oh six somewhere around there. Yeah, I, I chronoed mine the other day on say three three forty grain arrow out of the thirty eight pound limbs, and I was getting two two twenty. So it's a, it's a it's a quick it's a quick rig for sure, Definitely. and the, the the heavier rigs about about two thirty. That's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. That's pretty quick. Robbie, how about you? What's your point on for the field? Oh, it's about like 50, 55. It's not ideal. Uh, I talked with Denver a little bit when I was there. He thinks I have a scrunched up face because I'm shooting like 46 and a half pounds with a pro comp, a 570 pro comp. So really light, maybe 320 grains, fully built. Somewhere a little over 200 feet per second in height. Distance. So I had kind of the same issue that the girls did. I aimed with my wire at 70 and I put the shelf at the bottom of the paper at 80. Okay. It's just learning that that long distance stuff where to aim. Yeah. Maddie, how about you? Um, for the setup I had, um, I was shooting those 42 pound Velos um, on my CD riser. I set up some carbon ones. Um, just a few days before we went out and, um, I maybe shot four arrows at 80 yards. I wasn't even planning to take the shot, but I was just kind of pressured into it. And I was like, I'll just take the shot. What the hell? I had a dozen arrows. I, I didn't care. And the first time we shot the 80 yard, I, I missed by 12 feet in front of the target. And the second time I held about four feet over and I actually hit a three. I couldn't believe it. Um, but my point on with that bow is like, uh, somewhere around 55 yards maybe 60 yards um i really didn't know i'll be honest with you but somewhere right about there yeah well you found it i'm just yeah i also want to call attention to the uh magnificent wall of bows that you have floating around there how many you got sitting there you got a, quite a few um i have about almost 40 bows i think and there's some that aren't on the wall <laughs> impressive good for you thank you fan of fan of all of them um yep. nice man and thanks for the feedback everyone i think there's probably a common denominator amongst archery in general and and that idea of finding point on or how to find point on and i mean i personally like the like claire and chrissy went really short whatever you got to do to get as close to point on especially for 50 meters i have to agree um i mean you can, i guess you want to gap you can gap but it definitely seems like it makes it a little bit easier to, to aim to be able to know you're going to the middle of the target somewhere nearby so good stuff Robbie you're up next on the this is to you and you only um dude you switched you joined the dark side from Olympic recurve what were you thinking <laughs> got Olympic all through college um, I had done pretty well a couple all-americans a couple national championships and then COVID hit they canceled our collegiate national tournament, which was supposed to be in Chula Vista at the training center. I was super looking forward to that. And they, everything got canceled. I got really lazy with shooting. Um, I'd maybe blank bail once, twice a week, 
with Olympic. I'd shoot a virtual tournament here or there just to have a little bit of fun. Um, then the Rushmore Rumble came up in the winter and I picked up my Olympic bow for maybe a day or two. And I'm like, this isn't fun. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to this tournament. I'll just take the sights off, throw some weight on the bottom of it. And we'll see how I do, how I do with Bearbow. And uh, I texted Demer pretty nonstop for a while there and he helped walk me through what I was supposed to do and how to set the bow up. And I've, I loved it. It's a great crowd of people, very welcoming, always willing to help out no matter what. So I, I stuck with it. I may or may not have gotten a video of you shooting. And my response to Demer was, not another one. Who's this? And then he was like, Olympic recurve shooter. He didn't tell me your name. And then I was, and we we're talking about your form and stuff. I was like, here's another one. I'm going to switch over. And before you know it, you know, we're going to have another, another bear bow shooter that we have to contend with. I don't have to contend with. He has to contend with. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I just wanted to beat him to the punch because I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, I know, I know, I know, my was, I know it. Um, but no, man, cool. It, uh, can you, I mean, I know you're still sort of growing into the sport and learning your shot process, but what are some of the major differences that you're noticing going from Olympic to barebow? Like, let's talk about your, the struggle of that transformation. So the, the biggest thing for me, was just the initial target panic and trying to figure out how to not have it or how to, to cope with it. Um, when, I, when I started shooting, I shot an ASP and I didn't really have it a lot when I first started, but when I was probably a junior, senior in high school shooting NASP, I would get to full draw and I'd float right above my spot and I'd drop my hand onto it. I would just drop my bow arm and my brother he always shot quick, but his last couple of years, he'd get back to right about here and let go. So we both kind of struggled with that. And, you know, when I went on to college, I got the Olympic bow. So I threw on a clicker and it wasn't really an issue anymore. I shot a hinge with my, my hunting compound, never really an issue. Um, I think it was 2020, I decided to try to hunt turkeys with a recurve. And it, it was terrible. Target panic was absolutely miserable. I missed turkeys left, right, sideways, everything you could possibly imagine. Um, so when I got into it, I knew I needed to fix that somehow. And I just didn't quite know how. I, uh, I learned about the little thumbnail clicker and that kept me, that calmed me down a little bit to begin with so I could actually aim. And then eventually Demer was like, you know, like you can do that, but eventually if you're going to rely on something, it's going to screw you. It's going to screw you in the long run. So I shot indoor nationals without it. I didn't shoot a super good score. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go back to it. It helped me aim. It helped me shoot. So I did that all through, all through 3D. And I did that, did that at the, the roundup. Well, then at the roundup, that's kind of where it screwed me because I'd get a lot of tension in my hand and everything would kind of flub off. Not a lot changed for like the mechanical standpoint of shooting. I try to reach his front hand forward while this back comes around, reaches gently to the target and shot goes. A lot of stuff that I learned over the years of, you know, watching people like Brady, trying to learn NTS and trying to learn my own shot process. 
at the same time. Mechanically, it's not different. I just dropped all three fingers below on an anchor up here and set it down here. Yeah. I think, um, I think as you go down the barbell road, though, I think you're going to find, you'll find a way to make it work for you. Mm. But there is a, in, in, the, in the idea of a triggerless shot and getting away from the big dynamic movements of the NTS, you're going to find that the less movement you have in the bow arm and the less movement you have in the release hand, the easier it's going to become to aim and stay aiming. And, and, but I, I mean, you got to find it yourself. And I mean, obviously, you know, we'll always have to help you. I, I, I have to say that like John's way of shooting and the way that he explains it without a doubt, hundred percent works. And if anybody out there has trouble with target panic and it's that idea of shooting like a shot where you're just letting the bow do the work and get out of the way of the bow, you know, but kudos to you, man, for switching over. And we're very happy to have you in the bare bow community um it's a work in progress every day yeah. awesome speaking of people who are have switched over um matt you weren't shooting barebow for all that long right um in my second year second year and also coming from olympic recurve as well for i shot that for like three years or so okay all right so yeah he I, shoots with justin once in a while with hewish do you yeah he called me a little bit ago. I owe him a return call. Uh, he's a good dude, man. He's very fun good. To watch shoot. Yep. His form is just flawless. Did you see that video I posted of him shooting barebow? <clears throat> I did. Yep. Be happy that he doesn't switch. That's all I got to say. <laughs> because he's still got some demons. I think he's going he does. right now in the Ollie world. So we're not going to see him anytime soon. But um, well, can can you speak to that? Because you have a relatively short career in Barabelle, but you've put up some really solid scores. So what have you done for that transition? And what, you know, what are you currently working on to, to stay up on your Barabelle game? Well, so kind of like Robbie, I mean, I think the thing for me, the, the hardest part of the transition was um, relying on the clicker. Um, just like a lot of my trad bows. I mean, I, most of these back here have clickers on them of some sort and the, um, I struggled with target panic hard because I, you know, I'm from the old school again, oh, lost my mic there, my trad well, shooting target, um, panic, target panic yeah. right now. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. But just track. I was a big snap shooter. That's how I learned. And I did that for 15 years, pick it up, draw, shoot. And so that gets so ingrained that it's hard to get away from. It's so hard to get away from. And I think somewhere maybe four years ago, I put a clicker on. One of my trad bows, it slowed me down immensely. My my shooting went up in like through the roof, you know, in terms of um, scores. And I got my teaching cert, so I got a level two. Read everything I could possibly read, watched everything I could possibly watch. Um, slowed my shot down. Got into Olympic recurve because it was something I always, always, always wanted to do. Could never afford to do. My parents could never afford to do that for me. Um, uh, got my first Olympic recurve. I think it was, uh, I got it, I got it on a, like a Black Friday 2017. And I went to Vegas that year. Um, I got my stabilizers a couple weeks before, arrows a couple days before. It was crazy. Like, just jumped right in and I did fairly well. And I think the clicker that 
riser mounted clicker, you know, made it pretty easy for me once the once that started. The hardest part of what your question was the transition was getting away from that. Um, when I started with Barebow, I did keep the clicker on to understand it. But now what I do is I have so many parts to my shop process that um, once I once I start, I aim and then I stop the aim. Like I just hold where I'm holding. And if I'm, if I'm in, if I'm in my anchor for too long, it's because I'm thinking of so many other things. Now it's not the aim. It used to be um, point on shoot. Now it's, I relax my hand. I relax my arm. I think of my follow through. And that's what really triggers me is that abrupt follow through. John and I have talked about that a little bit, but that's what kind of I'm waiting for is all these other parts to fall into place for me before I make the shot. And so if I'm holding more than seven seconds, I'll try to let down, but otherwise uh, it's just putting all those pieces together before my shot is what helps me. So. No, that's, I think that's great feedback. I can tell that you've talked to John because I've heard some similar, some similar stuff. Um, John, you've been, how have you been shooting that way your entire barebow career or how long did it take you to sort of find that, that, that path of a shot process? Uh, years, <clears throat> unfortunately, um, I was shooting pre-internet. So a lot of the information wasn't really shared unless you went to, oh, the very first ones were leather wall and trad gang. Hmm. So there wasn't a whole lot of great information back in that day. So it took a lot of just, you know, a friend and I just kind of going back and forth and keep raising the bar and Unfortunately, it took like way longer than it should have because I don't know, year two, Matt would be whooping my butt by like 90 points on the 800 route, <laughs> which I got to give him a shout out. He shot like an 809 second year of Baraboo. That's pretty stout. Thank Job you. Well done. Job well done, man. Thank I guess. You. I guess the that having that thought process and those steps that con those conscious steps in your brain, it doesn't allow you time to think about anything else, right? Right, right. So it helps tremendously when, yeah, when you get outside of that thought process. That's when things go downhill. Yeah, and for me, like I said, it was it was a visual. So as soon as I saw my sight picture, arrow gone, not anymore. I just have to. I do so many other things to slow it down. So, yeah. Grayson, I'm gonna uh, since you've joined us, which is nice to see your well, sort of nice to see your face, but I'm happy you're here. Let's just put it that way. What um, you've been in the sport like what six, seven years now? Is that about right? Yeah, five, six, seven, something like that. Somewhere in there. I know you didn't do you didn't do barebow right away. You're like longbow first or something. And yeah, yeah. I dabbled with that. How, how wasn't pretty. Yeah, I know you said that before, and you're like, you shot a bear bow, you're like, I'll never go back long over again. Mm -hmm. um, well, how did you transition to that? Was that through working with Demer as well? Because there's definitely a common denominator here amongst multiple faces on this group. Was it learning? Because you have this very similar shot process. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much taught me everything I know. But in the beginning with the bear bow, I did shoot a clicker, and I kind of carried that over with me. Uh, just kind of an internal, you know, I can let it go now. I don't have to let it go as soon as the point gets on the on the spot. But yeah, I mean, Demer's influence was pretty huge. 
yeah i think we well, all... he had a, he had another good one down there paul helped him quite a bit for some stuff too yeah true uh, paul Bogle. Bogle. he got me started oh he got you started in general in bare bow yeah so the first tournament i ever went to i was super lucky and i ran into paul and john john was just down from pennsylvania visiting paul i guess maybe they were hunting i don't know they were but, um, <laughs> yeah i walked in the door and they're both there and you know without them i probably would still be shooting like split finger and missing the target every time the fu- the funny part was like when we first saw him paul's like you gotta check this kid out and i looked i'm like man he should be shooting a lot better than what he's shooting right now with his longbow because <laughs> the form was pretty pretty decent just probably just a victim of a terrible shooting setup on the longbow <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> Mr. Oakley, you've been quiet, but that's we're we're kind of coming into a question of, for you, my man. He's a new guy too. He's only been shooting since COVID. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, what since after way way after COVID, it's been it's now been <clears throat> fifty six weeks. So yeah, oh, just okay. over a year. Yeah, who's counting? Yeah, well, I, I I know I know when I started because I met Ken Renus, and the next day I dropped a grand. So um, ended up. Ended up buying a. I, I lost you. Lost no, you're you. there. We got you. That was the best Internet worst day of his life. Sorry, had to meet Ken. Ken. That's all. <laughs> back. I guess he was waiting for that comment. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I met Ken Renus and uh, and dropped a <laughs> dropped a grand on a on a bearbow setup the next day. So um, that was June of last year, and uh, my process, grip it and rip it. I mean, I've, I've got, I really don't have a process. I mean, I, I, I've watched a ton of video. I've watched other people shooting. I've watched Ken shoot, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm progressing with my, with my shot. Um, I've done a bunch of changes this week because I didn't like what was, what was happening out, out on the field. Um, but, uh, I, I shoot a lot of arrows. Um, you know, I joined a club in October of last year and during the winter months, from October to February, I probably shot 12,000 12, arrows uh, of scoring arrows. That's not not tuning arrows or anything like that. And then since the outdoors started, probably less scoring arrows and more and more trying to work work stuff out. But, you know, it's it has good days, good, bad and bad days, you know. But uh, this was the first first uh, competition to doing anything distance, you know, out. and I did, did a lot of 3D with Ken uh, in, in the local stuff and uh, and down traditional archery championships so that that was all 35 yard max you know most of it is 25 yard max you know shooting a shooting a rubber so you know this was this was i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it you know once once you get the confidence that you can hit the target at that distance then it's a then it's a christmas present every end you know you if you're not if you don't scope it you know you shoot and then you walk up oh look at that you know that was good you know, and and that's that's the thing about this. I think that that really I really enjoy most of all is, you know, when it does come together, it it's it's a real achievement. You know, it's a real achievement to get anything inside that red, you know, that that red space. You know, it's uh, it's good. I enjoy it. Good man. Are you so are you going to, to our target nationals? I am. Outside, I am. Our, all yeah. of you are going to be there, right? Except for Grayson. He's gonna well, he's gonna take down Rick. <laughs> I, 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 I said damn Rick. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
I don't know about that. I, to be fair, I, I have I have changed a ton of stuff. I've now got some arrows that are tuned to the bow because I I took two sets of limbs out and and I'm one set of arrows and the arrows weren't tuned to either bow. So uh, now I've I've at least got seven arrows now that are tuned to a bow. Um, so we'll we'll see how that pans out. And uh, yeah, you, I know. you might need a couple more than seven. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm 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 waiting for my new riser to come. So, but I don't know whether that's going to arrive in time. So. I'm, I'm, I'm dubious about, about chopping down any more arrows because they're not cheap. What riser do you have coming? Uh, Tempest to go with the borders. So, uh, and I know that that's probably going to rob me of a little bit of power because of the deflex on it, but, um, you know, which is why I don't want to, I don't want to chop too much off these arrows just yet. So uh, if it doesn't arrive, then I'll be shooting the exceed. So. Awesome. Yeah. So you shot compound before? Never. Oh. Well, I did two two deer seasons. Never, okay. never, nothing in competition. Okay. Um, I hadn't, I didn't touch a bow until two deer seasons ago. Um, I, I've been in the country seven years, but we don't, we don't hunt in the in the UK with any 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 bow stuff. Um, I mean, there's a bit of shotgun stuff going on, but there's no real hunting going on. Yeah. But uh, say three years ago, I picked up a, a compound just purely to go hunt hunt deer on a neighbor's property, and uh, and then. Uh, having four deer in in five sets it was like this is a bit easy so i thought i'd go go single string so i picked up single string last year and uh, sat for 17 times and didn't draw and draw back on three on three deer <laughs> you know so uh, welcome to trout hunting i guess yeah yeah definitely that yeah. Yeah. yeah um so as we're approaching target nationals and all of you are going to be there except for Grayson. And ironically, it's in the place where he lives. Well, not in Richmond, but Virginia. Um, it's about an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll pay us a visit. I know. He's, he's not climbing another mountain. What are the dates? I might still be out here. Uh, 22nd, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So, so. No, it's not that. It's, uh, 22nd, it ends on the 22nd. Yeah, that's right. Yep, 1920, 20, 20, 20, 20. <laughs> Yeah. Something like that. 19 through 22nd. You're still going to be out there? No, I'll be back home, but I uh, still will not be coming to Target Nationals. <laughs> Can't you just come say hi? Come mm. hang? No, I'll make no promises. Because no, if he's going <laughs> to come, he's not going to come and he's going to come to shoot. So. I'm okay with him not coming to shoot. I think everybody else here probably is as well. <laughs> he can probably pick I up. Probably couldn't shoot 400 right now. I'm perfectly okay with you shooting. I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Can <laughs> I, I wonder why? Like, remove from call. Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what are you guys doing as as we get closer? Claire, you've been quiet, but for obvious reason, we have a thousand people on this call. What What are you doing to get ready for Target Nationals? What's What's your practice schedule look like? And everybody else, this is coming your way, so be prepared. JD3, you're next. Oh, Claire froze. Uh, so I try to practice outdoor about two days a week. But, you know, it's really, really hot and humid in Houston. So it's really, really hard to practice outdoor. Um, and as you know, I practice with, with Rick, we push each other, 
and of course we shoot the team around together. So it's nice to have my all my archer friends and Rick down here in Houston. All right, cool. Dammer, what's your what's your practice schedule look like right now? Uh, well, tomorrow I'm going to the river after work. <laughs> we got we got a little bit of rain. We got a little cold front come through, so the water temp should be about 65. I went fishing Priorities. two days ago, caught like 30 fish, but they were all small. The, the water temp was a little bit warm. It was like 67, so the big boys are kind of laying low. Hope your bubba held up. Yeah. Uh, you know, my Dorsey did. It held up pretty good. I tight lined a little bit and Dorsey'd a little bit. Uh, shot a little bit yesterday, but we're got like massive amounts of uh, uh, just these tiny little like zebra mus mosquitoes. And so it's been hard. Like, I, I don't even want to shoot. Like, it's, it's six arrows. I probably get bit like 20 times. Really? It's, they're brutal. And I'm like, drinking deet and everything and, and nothing's working there's just so many so right now it's kind of hard to work on everything or anything at all so i'm still trying to get some reps in quick but it it's it sucks because it's like you're shooting and one's flying around your face while two or three others are biting your arms while you're shooting so it's kind of it's been a mess here for like the last five days yeah but if i go fishing there's no mosquitoes on the water they're just all like they all like laid eggs in the in the grass or something because it's been so wet. So yeah. practice isn't where I want it to be right now. Scores aren't where it wants I want it to be right now. I think mostly because I just can't get any quality practice in the in the yard right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully that changes soon. We just got word. Thank you, uh, Steve, for the update that Mackenzie Brown won her match. Oh. Clap it Sweet. up for Miss. Miss Mackenzie Brown. Sweet. We awesome. got to end this soon so we can watch the finish. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, let's get through. Let's get still, through. Still got a Brit in there as well. There's still a Brit to go. And then who's up next? Brady. Uh, Brady's tomorrow. Yeah, he's tomorrow. Yeah. Men's are tomorrow. Okay. Um, All the ladies will be finished tonight. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll try to, let's get through this target nationals discussion preparation stuff. We have one question that we might need to uh, quick answer for Mr. Dan McCullough and we'll go from there. Robbie, what's your nationals prep look like right now? Oh, I went to a clinic with Rod Jenkins this last weekend and he went over a bunch of drill stuff with me and gave me some things to work on. John's giving me some things to work on. So right now, uh, I blank bail for about an hour, hour and a half, maybe a day in my apartment. And then, because uh, it's been so ungodly hot. Um, I'm planning on this next coming week, we get outside and get every, make sure everything's tuned up the way it's supposed to. And I'll start shooting outside a little bit more. Start applying those changes that I've been making. Good. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Rod Jenkins, he, 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 I know he's a favor of the drills. It, that's good. That is good information to take back with you for sure. Um, good stuff. Matt, how about yourself? Um, it's been hotter than hell here too. We're on our third hundred degree day. So I haven't been outside much. And when we have, I've been, um, really helping my wife along more than me. Um, 
you know, she's, this will be her first time doing anything like this. And so I'm just getting her, you know, really situated and just trying to get her figured out. Um, I went down and uh, shot with Kevin Mather yesterday or day before yesterday. Uh, we did a little tuning and I, sh I spent some time shooting with him. Again, it was like 95 degrees. If I could, if it wasn't so hot, I'd probably be outside shooting. I'd probably spend about two hours almost every day. Otherwise, um, after work kind of thing, peak of the day. Um, not for score. I never score. I don't ever look at score, nothing. Just I shoot my arrows. I just go for the yellow. And, you know, I don't do any other drills. Like I said, my time is limited. So the last thing I do is, you know, score and do drills you know I, I really just like I said working with Julie just making sure she gets her stuff done and she doesn't want to go out there and be like oh this sucks and I really want her to have a good time and uh, have fun with it so awesome. limited so she's shooting nationals yep she's coming out has she ever shot a competition before oh yeah she's won two oh. states here indoor not outdoor okay. yeah she's a great she's a phenomenal shooter indoor in 3d again but you know like Claire, I've, sp I've spoken to Claire quite a few times. She, she's a very light draw weight. She's roughly 31 pounds. Um, so trying to get her to get her arrows to reach, you know, 50 meters has been a task and get that bow tuned because, you know, I can't shoot the bow for her. So just making sure she's doing everything right. I'm, like I said, spending time with her more, more than me. I'm comfortable, like I said, where I'm at and just like work with her really. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. So, did you check our numbers? What was the last you saw the numbers for um, the bare bow, both men and women? Do you remember Masters? Uh, I think we're at like 99. Good job. I think everyone. it's like, I think it's uh, like 37, 32, 18, and 12, I think, awesome. for senior master men, senior master women. And just before Claire or Chrissy, before we get to you, um, while John's saying that, a couple of things for everybody while we still have your attention. Uh, they announced the 25-meter um, indoor coming up in Louisville, Kentucky. I can't talk. I think in Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky for the ATA show. So look out for that. Um, I do have a phone call coming up and, and a meeting coming up in the next couple of weeks to have a podcast about that tournament as well as, and I'm waiting for a discussion about adding Barebow to Gator Cup and Arizona Cup. Hopefully those things come through. Um, Can somebody have a discussion about having something that's slightly north of, uh, of maybe Columbus? <laughs> <laughs> Because there's literally nothing up here. You got I mean, yanked, we, and that's about it. <laughs> the, you, yeah, okay. You, you but, got the Osable River. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I would, you, you come up and fish, John. I'll, I'll put. You're like us in the Midwest, because yeah. we have such a whole either side yeah. of the country or down yeah. south. Yeah. Like, there's nothing up by us. Yeah. Got to get somebody to step up and host it. That's what it comes down to, and and getting people to. So, and hey. I basically, the words out, people. We're looking for people in the central and northern section of the states to host something somewhere that's outdoor FIDA related. As poor people, we can only travel so much. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you guys got a a, a big uh, a bow shop there, Chrissy. It's not that big. <laughs> it's not that big. Yeah, he should be sponsoring you. Pay for everything. Oh, just get that stuff squared travel. away. You're like, hey, a listen, here, listen here, Bodoc. 
working, working, working. <laughs> no, so he's been here. Let's well, let's finish up with you, my dear. Let's let's what are you doing? What's your preparation look like? Um, so I, I was honest, like I wasn't doing much until NFAA. That was like my endurance training. I'm trying to keep it going by at least throwing 72 arrows a day if I can, but quality. And I'm still working, like Jeff's working with me once a week. So today, like I had, had a lesson today. We were working on, I'm struggling with the week before, you know, so that's my focus for this week is to try to, to work. I've, I've developed some issues. I've developed recently. I haven't really talked to anybody about this, but I started to develop target panic. I knew my days, I knew it was coming eventually and, and, and I've developed it and I'm working. At least I, I recognized it right away. I'm doing different things to try to, you know, work through that. I think I am. Um, it could be so much worse than it is. So I'm trying to learn how to adjust to that reality and uh, just some other issues that I developed over the indoor season. My self-esteem took a little bit of a hit, to be honest with you, because I was juggling people knowing who I am now. And that was a lot of pressure because I still feel like I'm learning a lot. So, so there's a lot going on. And then the coaching. So I'm just, I'm just trying to practice when I can and be very focused on every single arrow matters that I practice, that I'm learning from it, that I'm improving my shot. I'm trying to get more consistent again. I, it's coming together. It still needs more work. We'll see if I, how much I can get that together before nationals, but I'm in it for the long haul. So anything that happens at competitions, the bonus, I just want to be a better archer. And so I'm looking at the, the long picture at this point and we're having fun with it still. I really, I like the social aspect. I like the people. We know. I know. We appreciate it. Yeah, we'll actually get to talk to each other this time at Target Nationals right. as opposed to last year. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Hopefully we'll all be by each other. I don't like when they separate the guys and the girls and we're far away from each other. So Yeah, and team team pink is gonna take your team down. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's it's on. We'll have fun. Either way, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm I'm really excited about teams. Um, because I've never done it before. So I'm just gonna have fun with that. Whatever happens, happens. I'm I'm really excited about my girls team. So yeah. and I'm excited. Like we got the shockers, they're gonna take down the Westinger group for sure. <laughs> I I I gotta I gotta tell you, my my team is uh was Matt Zernzak and Eric Yost. <laughs> That's a, that's a, some fun people. I feel so bad for Matt and Eric. <laughs> Matt and Eric. We got uh, we got Team Alpha Pack is the is is the name. You're welcome, Matt. <clears throat> I still need a team. It's a Matt one hit wonder. Haven't you guys still, heard? You, Matt, you still need a team. Everyone else. Dude, I've hit what? people up. No, everyone's Matt, like, I got a on. team. Listen, there's a good chance that Zernzak's gonna back out. So just keep yourself on the Oh, I I thought I thought Frank was gonna take one for the team and let Matt join in. <laughs> um, you know, Dude, there's like there's last like, year. So there's like 90 people in men's. You you can't find anybody. I'm a loser, dude. Oh, we are man. putting it out for the world. Matt oh. Yaka needs a team for outdoor target nationals. Please yeah, like, hit him up, dude. He's solid. Call this he's guy. Solid. Over he's he's gonna be your ace in the hole. Yeah, seriously, you're crazy not to pick him so, up. So fu funny, funny, quick, funny story. Okay. Um, I asked Scott 
uh, or Scott Bills asked me or whatever, however it worked out when they said the teams were going to come out. He's like, you still doing teams? I'm like, yeah, sure. And uh, we lost Dillinger because Dillinger is on, on rehab. Um, I'm like, yeah, you know anybody who wants to shoot? And he's like, yeah, I got this guy up here, Steve. I'm like, okay, sure, we'll give the new guy, you know, we'll get the new guy on. And then I then we shot with Steve at the uh, Dakota Classic, and I'm like, Ooh. not a bad choice, sir. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his first round for the head to heads in the classic, and I'm like, ooh. Knew he was yeah. coming. Lucky like, day. Yeah. Like, I'm get a good one. <laughs> lucky day. Lucky day. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Well, you you got lucky, Steve. Scott Bills, John Demmer. Yeah, well, to be fair, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm a little blown away to be be asked by the, by those two. You know, it's uh, no yeah, pressure. You know, being being a you know being the being the new guy on the block and say it's 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 been it's just been fun. It's been a, it's been a, a very quick journey, shall we say? And uh, and uh, I've met met a bunch of cool cool people, and it's and it's uh, and everybody's every everybody's open to 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 give you give you comments if you want them if you don't want them then they'll, they'll back off you know it's I've, I've really enjoyed it it's um and i'm i'm starting to switch a few of the few of the compounder com, compounders around in my in my club as well you know when i'm when i indoor indoor targets i'm beating the bow hunter guys that they don't like it so they you know they either up their gear to put lenses in or they or they down their down you know down down their gear to uh, shoot with me you know so it's uh but it's been fun, you know. It's been fun. I mean, it's it it was it was my COVID hobby, you know. Fishing, fishing was getting me frustrated. Turning up at the at the rivers and the lakes, and every man and the dog were there, and just it just frustrated me. So, uh, so I thought, let's do something I can do. Uh, I can do my on my own in my yard, you know. So, and that's that's how it's been. So, yeah, that's good, man. And yeah, we welcome you. And that's one of the reasons we do these like these sort of group um podcasts and bring everybody in because it it just helps with growing the sport we get people's faces names out there you know it, i think robbie i was coming home from the range and i looked and i saw all of these weisinger 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 people added to the facebook group and i'm like yep so like all those people are going to be watching this you know but just across the board like you guys go out share it celebrate your accomplishments because that's what we're here to do and then, you know, hopefully if that draws one person, we're going in the right direction. And that's what we want to do. That's that's, And it's not just Barabo. I mean, we all love Barabo, but it's archery in general. Um, but anyways, let's, I'm going to shut her down because we want to go watch the women's Olympic team, or the, the, the elimination matches and get this going. Matt's like Team USA. That, that's that's right, man. We're, gonna, we're cutting this off so that we can all go and support them. And uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, there are some questions. So if you guys that are on this, can you go in and comment on maybe some of the, the questions that Chris back has one about working on TP, um, Demer, I think there's one definitely directed toward you about strings and stuff like that. If maybe you guys the... go in and comment on those. Well, about how long is serving supposed to be that one? And there's, that's a, Hey, that's, Where's the where's the question? I can't find it. It's just well, I was gonna say just comment on it, but if you want to quick, it just a demo call is asking like material strand count, serving, and thickness 
of the materials like you make your own strings what are you throwing together you want to answer that real quick yeah i can answer that real quick i'm right now i'm throwing uh spectra 652 because doug at uh hoyt said to throw a softer material um he suggested to stick away from uh like x99 and bcyx and um 452 so i threw on the spectra it's like an old dynaflight type material i'm throwing like 14 or 16 strand with 20.025 uh, power grip i want the power grip that thick so i can see it so when i'm coming way down um i could just stare at the serving and, and walk down uh serving length is two inches above my eye this time around <laughs> uh and i just throw uh 3d 3d serving on the end serving all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. The other stuff was just how it's, I mean, that's a podcast in, a, in and of itself. How are you working on target panic and drills, Chrissy? That was directed toward you. That's, that's literally an entire podcast. And maybe what we will do is let's let, maybe we will schedule that and just anybody who wants to jump in and we can talk about, we can talk about that down the road or have a few people in um, and talk about the proverbial target panic topic. Cause that could be a series of podcasts. So we'll do that. But all right, all of you, congratulations. Um, thank you for being you. Thank you for supporting Barabo. All of you who watch, thank you for checking this podcast out. The video version will be uploaded to YouTube, audio version everywhere else. Um, and go watch Mackenzie Brown kick some butt. All right, peace. See you guys. Later, guys. Yeah. Good luck at Nationals. Thanks for, thanks everybody coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for not coming to Nationals, Grayson. <laughs> not a problem. You need to come to Nationals, Grayson. I like to see them sweating. <laughs>